Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney, founder of IRA Financial, and welcome to another episode of AdMail. Got a really good episode for you today. I'm going to tackle three superb questions. One on 401k control groups, the other one on simple IRAs, and the third on a self-directed IRA private placement investment. So buckle up, going to be a really fun episode, um, and hopefully, and not hopefully, you will learn something from today's episode, especially if you are a self-directed IRA investor and want to know more about what you can and cannot do with your IRA. So um, let's get going. First question from Stuart Y of Tampa, Florida. Stuart wants to know, I watched your video on the control group rules and 401k plans. Well, thanks, Stuart. I did not hear you talk about management control groups. Can you help me understand that? Well, good question, Stuart. And I should have actually talked about management control group. So I did a Adam talks a couple of weeks ago, maybe actually about a month ago, which you can check out on, on YouTube or wherever you pick up your podcast on the 401k plan control groups. And in summation, the control group rules are there to stop a business owner that has employees from setting up a separate business and providing that business with a 401k plan without offering benefits to the employees in the other business. So the control group rules seek to treat both businesses as one business for the purposes of the 401k plan testing or participation testing. So as a recap, there's essentially a couple of ways you can trigger the control group rules. Number one, parent sub. Parent owns 80% or more of a subsidiary treated as one business. Another is brother, sister, 80% and 50% test. 50%, five or fewer shareholders own a 50% threshold, taking into account uh, the, the amount that they own up to the, the amount. Um, and then there's something called affiliated service, where even if you don't satisfy the 80-50 test, you can potentially still trigger the control group rules if the side business has some type of affiliation, provides services to your other business, which is a service organization. Okay, and there's affiliated uh, service A and B or, or um, an A org or a B org. And uh, generally, both you need some minor ownership. Uh, the B could be um, you know, around 20%, uh, but there needs to be affiliation. And if there's affiliation and money going between both businesses, and one of the businesses is a, a first service organization, and the other one is either an A or B, even if you're under the 80 and 50%, you can still trigger the affiliated service rules. And then I should have mentioned the management organization rules, but I didn't. So that's my bad. So I appreciate you bringing this up, Stuart. The way the management org rules work, and they're kind of a sub uh, section under the affiliated service. So again, you have the parent, child, the brother, sister, and then you have these affiliated service, which are kind of like catch-all. They're super hard to get around. So probably over the last, I don't know, 12, 13 years, I probably had hundreds of clients come up with all these very interesting uh, scenarios to try to get around control group rules so they can set up their own solo plan without offering their employees benefits. 
It's really, really hard. So the management rules make it even harder because you don't need any cross ownership. Basically, the way it works is if one organization performs management functions for the other and the management or its principal business is performing management functions and there is a gross receipts test, the IRS could argue there's a control group rule, even if there is technically not cross ownership. Okay, so let's say, you know, me and um, John were law partners. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to set up my own business on the side here. And uh, maybe I will provide um, some type of, um, you know, legal services, legal research um, to that law firm. You'll own the law firm, John, I'll own this legal research firm. And you'll pay me through the management uh, service contract. Um, I could fail the affiliated service test and be treated as part of the law firm, which has employees, simply by failing this management org test. Now, I may fail the affiliated A and B test as well, but even if I don't, the fact that there's no cross ownership, you would think you're home free, right? Hey, I don't own any of that law firm. How can they tie me into the law firm and argue we're part of a control group rule? Well, the management org rules could, if there's management functions and you fail a percentage of gross receipts um, and over a two-year rolling percentage. So very, very broad rules, Stuart. And I always tell people, hey, if you own multiple businesses, one has employees, the other doesn't, and you want to kind of set up a plan for the other business, talk to an expert, call us, okay? I, I've been doing this a long time. If I can't help you, I'll put you in touch with a, an ERISA attorney that I sometimes use for, to bounce these ideas off. Um, very complex. And you don't want to run afoul of these rules because if you do and you don't offer the benefits to your employees, you can uh, run into penalties and then kind of have to potentially make up these contributions and potentially take out the contributions you made and pay an excise tax on them. So it becomes a big mess, Stuart. So thank you for bringing this up. I should have mentioned it in the um, podcast I did uh, on control group rules. And you know what? I, I probably would kind of touch it up and, and do another one at some point. So Thank you for the question. The next question is from YouTube and it's a short one. So um, if I have a simple IRA, can I set up a solo plan and roll the simple funds into the solo K? So the answer is yes and no. Generally under simple IRA rules, there's a two year kind of maturity rule. So when you set up a solo, a simple IRA, you cannot do a rollover out of that simple IRA for two years. In fact, there's also something called an exclusive plan rule. If you have a simple IRA, you cannot have a 401k at the same time, okay? You can't make contributions to a simple and a solo at the same time. So if you just set up the simple, you're going to have to wait two years to set up a solo K and roll it over. And if you're past that two-year period, then you can just roll those funds tax-free into a solo, terminate the simple, and then start making contributions to the solo. Not a lot of reasons if you're self-employed to do a simple. The solo will let you put away a lot more money. There's a Roth feature. There's a loan feature. Um, and overall, just a better retirement plan. So you probably set up the simple uh, by receiving some uh, maybe inappropriate or uh, uh, I would say uh, incomplete information. And now you're kind of stuck in the simple world. It's, it's tough. I, I've seen clients in that position. There's that two-year window. So um, you just have to be patient. Um, you can do another IRA, but you're not going to be able to do a 401k within the two years. Third and final question on today's episode is from William J. of Lincoln, Nebraska. William wants to know, I have a self-directed IRA at another company with a private placement investment. How would I roll the IRA investment to IRA financial? So it's actually quite simple, William. 
It's called an in-kind rollover and it's tax-free. And because it's a private placement, it's really just paperwork. So what you would do is you'd set up an account at IRA Financial through our app. Part of the app, you'd be asked how you're funding the account. You would say indirect transfer because it's coming from a retirement account. You just upload your statement from your uh, current self-directed IRA company. You put a description of the asset, you know, private placement A or, or the real estate, whatever you're moving over in kind. And then IRA Financial will work with that custodian to make that paperwork transfer. So what in essence would happen, William, is you would literally talk to the uh, manager of that investment and they would retitle the private placement investment from your current custodian to IRA Financial Trust Company for the benefit of the William J. You know, IRA. And that would be it. Well, you would accept it. The investment would be retitled. It would still be in the IRA. There's no tax. It's just paperwork. Super, super easy. Now, if you have any cash you want to move over, then that's also tax-free. And that can be transferred you know, by wire or check. But a lot of people get stuck and they feel they have an in-kind asset and they don't realize they can do a transfer tax-free. It's literally just paperwork. Um, there's no quick claim deeds. It's not real estate. It's literally just changing uh, subscription docs or an operating agreement, depending on your private placement investment. So don't stress. We do this, I don't know, 30, 40 times a week, really simple stuff. So um, we, we would love to work with you and help you do that, William. So uh, again, um, no stress. We're here to help and it's just paperwork. Okay. So there you go. It's another ad mail in the bank. Uh, I want to appreciate everyone who submitted questions. If you do have questions, you can send them to info at IRA Financial or hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, of course. You subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's great, great content that uh, is delivered almost every day. It's free. So check it out. Uh, otherwise, uh, AdMail drops every Thursday. So um, please uh, check it out uh, wherever you pick up your podcasts. And um, I try to keep them under 15 or so minutes. So kind of three, four minutes a question kind of, um, you know, get right into it, give you some of the details, some of the analysis, and, and hopefully uh, these questions resonate and, and can make you a, just a better retirement investor. So thanks again for um, watching. If you're listening, thank you as well. And cheers. Have a great week and talk to you again next week. Take care.